What is up? DGA Eppers. We are here today, part two with Melanie Faulkner. And hopefully you listened to last week's episode and heard all about her story and how she survived a pancreatic transplant and just how she had so much mental strength throughout that period in her life. Yeah. And how she kind of tackled getting better or at least feeling better. Um, and so in this episode, she's really going to talk about nutrition. She, she has taken this, you know, I, I guess we could call it weakness, like her disease or whatever, and has turned it into a way to kind of help people as she's kind of went through and figured out how to make herself feel better and all of that. She's turned it around and it's like, okay, now I want to help people feel the best that they possibly can. So she's going to talk you guys through how she kind of walks some of her clients um, through the starting process of getting on a great nutrition plan, I guess. It's not yeah. really a plan. They're all customizable. So she's going to talk a little bit about that. Yep. And I think too, just her story and the way that she, the way that she talks about how going through something really hard sets you up to help other people. Yes. I think that's so powerful. That's one of the things I love about her. And just, I think she has just the kindest heart but she is such a badass researcher. Oh, she's awesome. Like she knows she is so knowledgeable and I feel like she is someone that I could literally just talk to for hours. Yeah. I mean, she has a lot of information, but she speaks to you in such a way that makes you feel safe and comfortable and like she's truly there to help. And I think if you have gone through anything that's super challenging in your life, no matter what it is, and you've maybe kind of overcome it, um, you need to help people overcome that same situation because yeah, we're all unique human beings, but we all go through very similar, very painful things in life. And our job as human beings is to help others get through that, or at least make them not feel like they're alone and giving them tips in that. So that leads into the mindset Mm -hmm. mental health piece that we're going to talk about in this Right. And I think she just does a really good job of being vulnerable and talking about her weaknesses, but spinning them in a way that's helpful for other people. Yes. So I just, I adore her. I'm so excited that we found her. Me too. On social media. It just blows my mind. I feel like she's definitely a friend that we're going to keep around and I want to visit her for sure. Yeah. I talk, she's like, yeah, come do it. So we have to plan that. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. All right. So tag us in your stories when you listen to this. I'm on Instagram at fitwith underscore Jenna Laugh. And I'm at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And Melanie is at Melanie Faulkner. And it's at M-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R-R-R. The three R's. (laughs) We'll type it in the show notes too so that you guys can see it. But definitely tag all three of us in it. Um, it would really make her day to know that you listened um, and got something valuable out of this. So don't just tell us. Make sure you're telling her too. Absolutely. So, all right. Cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. Oh, and one last thing. We, did, we didn't mention this in the beginning. Her website is launching September 1st, 2019, just in case you missed part one. If you did, you need to go back and listen to that first mm-hmm. before listening to this. Um, but she has a website where she's going to have lots of good, valuable information for you. Um, it is www.lifeofpow.com. POW.com. Um, the website is really going to encompass living with disease, overcoming pain, um, but also she's going to give you some good like nutritional tips and things like that. So definitely check that out. Absolutely. September 1st. All right. Let's do this. this. 
Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. like don't give a bleep or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a dga effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a dga effer who doesn't give a bleep what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. All right, we are here with part two with Melanie Faulkner. Last week, you heard her story and just how much she has overcome in her life. This week, we're going to talk more about just how she really helps her clients figure out their nutritional needs and how how she pushes through with the mental strength that she does because... It is unbelievable. Yes. So let's start with nutrition. Cause I think everyone like listening to your story, I was thinking this the whole time was just like, okay, how did she even remotely come close to figuring any of this out? Like even the broccoli thing, like where do people start in order to figure out what their personal body needs and what's going to make them feel the ultimate best? Where do we start? (laughs) So number one thing that I would say that I've seen, especially with my clients, is you can't really start that journey until you're ready to focus on it and mentally put the time into it. So you have to consider it like a job or like working out. Like where does it hit the priorities? Um, Most of my clients, they come to me because they've already, they can't do it on their own and they're tired of whatever um, and they need some assistance to do it. But my biggest thing is I can't create that passion for you. It's going to take work and understanding and being prepared to listen to your body. Do you see why we get along with Melanie so well? Yeah, because that's what we say all the time. If you all follow us on social media, this is our main message. Like we can't want this for you. Whatever change you want in your life, you have to get real with yourself about it. So I love that. Yeah. We actually did an episode I don't remember when, but it was like a couple weeks ago about like priorities. Like what is your priority right now? And in different seasons of your life, it's going to be different. And if you're experiencing like gut pain or you feel exhausted or you just feel like crap, then maybe your priority needs to be, let's figure out this nutrition so that I can actually feel like a normal functioning human. Right. So, that that episode yeah. was called Balance is, is BS or something oh, along those lines. Yeah. yeah, because we were talking about how there's different seasons of your life when you have stronger priorities for mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that, though, comes with, one, like looking at what am I willing, like I got to fully analyze and see all the things that are happening with my life. So when am I tired? When am I, you know, is my work, are my workouts not optimized? And, but knowing that you don't have to be in the weeds with it. So you, if you hire someone or reach out to someone, AKA myself or y'all, there's ways that we can work with that. So I have some people who I basically tell them, I recommend what to eat every hour on the hour so that they don't have to think about it. They get to just do their job because I have 
some CEOs that like, they're like, I can't spend hours, you know, required to track and, and analyze my numbers. I'm like, no problem. But at least you're coming to me to help you to stay on path. So that, you know, you don't have to necessarily feel like you have to be devoted, you know, eight hours a day and track the calories 24 mm-hmm. seven. But as long as you're willing to acknowledge and track the, what you're feeling, that's step one. Um, a lot of it is just understanding what I always do is give me a food diary and track a month or not a month, a week of what are you eating and how are you feeling post all of that. So not only what you're eating, how you feel when you do it, but how your workouts are associated with that. Are you on a regular schedule or is your schedule all over the place? Because if you work out in the morning versus the evening every day and it's opposite, that's going to totally affect how your body is responding. Um, But if you track that and just identify what you're feeling throughout all of that, that's step one. Mm -hmm. And then from there, that's when I meet and say, okay, let me look at this and let me see Okay, clearly let's let's kind of do a review. And some clients that I have know a lot about food. They know their macros, or at least they've heard that term. Right. Um, and so they know, oh, okay, I'm getting enough protein, or I know what a carb is. Some don't know anything. And so my step two is just education. I'm I'm big on empowering my clients with what does a protein mean and look like, and why do we need it? What does a carb look like? What are the minerals that we need, and where are we getting those? And then how is certain things affected based off of that. Um, cause my, my goal is that no one is with me all, you know, for the rest of their life. I mean, of course I would love to have friends for the rest of my life, but I hope that people can do it on their own and feel empowered to just take this lifestyle change. And it's not a diet to me that there is no diet. It's just evolving into a healthier life so that you can feel like you are pushing away disease the further healthier we go and understanding how our bodies are feeling, we are just delaying the onset of disease. Mm-hmm. They're going to come up. It's our bodies. It's, we're naturally going away, so to speak. But if we can just push it away, that's the best start. So I would say tracking and getting a food journal to start fully getting prepped to do the work and knowing that it's going to take time. Then after that, when you want to find out what your body responds to, um, Ideally, we kind of find you, you trial and error. So I like to rid a lot of kind of the, the junkier food and go more holistic to start. Um, and that's kind of the, the baseline. More paleo. Of course, you can have other stuff and they're not strict paleo, but whole earth style eating. And then from there, uh, and that includes grains and like kind of not changing too much crazy. Um, and then from there, seeing how you respond after a week with that kind of food. And then depending on that, if you're still having both being discomfort, then we're going to remove something um, and remove one aspect of that and kind of do the elimination diet. I'm a big firm believer of the elimination diet, mm-hmm. but then also maybe removing one may cause more issues and you may actually increase more weight by removing it. And so then we're going to have to alter that again, but knowing that, that, it's not going to happen overnight and it may not happen in the first month. So I always start my clients on a three month plan because it's going to take three months to finally get your body to reset and everyone's going to respond different. Some may respond great to fat. Some may respond better to carbs and knowing where that balance is, is important. And then of course, that life cycle of just like working out, you can't work out 24 seven all the time and feel awesome. You're going to get, 
CNS fatigue, so Mm -hmm. central nervous fatigue. You're going to feel sore. You're going to be tired. Same with your body. So when you're eating, even if you're eating healthy, you may not feel 100% for the rest of your life. You're going to feel weeks where you're just, uh, or your body's fighting something in your environment or the social aspect. So you are a little bit removed. So the psychology of your environment, maybe you're going through family issues or work stress or, you know, your spousal stress or your kid is getting on your, you know, on your nerves and is really stressing you out there. Those things impact how your body is going to respond to the food that you give it. Even if you do it the exact same every day to the T. Um, and when I think when people realize that and know that it helps allow for that fluctuation to occur. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you want to go on like a crash to like a crash diet to you know lose like ten pounds for a wedding, you could do that. I don't recommend it because that's not going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know th- those can occur if those need to come up. Right, and I feel like with the the crash dieting and things, because I mean I'll be honest, I've done it. Like I think everybody's done it mm-hmm. at some point in their life. Um, it, it really does affect you mentally. And you would think it would do the opposite though. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose this weight and I'm going to feel so good about myself. And it almost like makes it worse uh-huh. because yeah. now you're like self-conscious. You kind of already know that it's going to come back as soon as you stop. Like you're like, well, I'm going to start going back to the way I was cause yeah. I'm dying over here. And it's just a total mind F. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. 100%. Not only does crash dieting really hurt your organs, it actually does have internal issues that affects your liver and your kidneys and your stomach that you don't want to put pressure on. But also it's that, like you said, the mentality of the body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go in a realm and then be at a weight that you may be fine with, but then your body is like, Oh no, no, no. And then you actually probably will potentially increase weight, even though you're cutting because your body is in a starvation mode. Mm-hmm. And there is a real thing. Yep. Um, granted, I probably people will disagree with me, but if you cut your calories too low, your body goes into starvation and it shuts off functions because it needs to survive and keep your brain going and your heart going. Well, yeah. So it's going to store on that fat yeah. that you're like, but I'm... I'm trying to lose it. It's gonna be like, uh-uh. We talk about that. that. We talk about that all the time because your body, you, your brain and your body can only focus on one thing at a time. It's not multitasking. So if you're trying to burn fat, but you're not fueling everything else, you're not mm-hmm. going to burn fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and even I love what you said though, just kind of getting into the mental aspects of all of this because you were talking just about the stress of your family and and social aspects and all of that. And I almost think when you look at it that way, it almost makes it so that you can kind of be easier on yourself mentally because yeah. you you have to understand that it's not just about what you're eating. There's it's about your sleep habits, it's about your the stress levels, about your work, your environment. Everything goes into this. Like mm-hmm. your health is not just what you're eating and if you're working out. Right. One hundred percent. Um and the biggest thing too is going through cycles. So everyone's going to go through a cycle, weight increase, weight decrease, and same with mental cycles. And a lot of that is involving, um, the, like the weather too, and the seasons, all of that, uh, goes into play. But 
if you can be aware of the mental, like I myself suffer from body dysmorphia and I still do. And I don't think I'll ever go away from that. And it's a constant struggle because I see social media and you see the, the I mean, I love social media, but it also is it's negative and it's wrong yeah. where I want to be just like that person. And even for myself, and that's kind of where I feel like I, I try to be as vulnerable as a coach too, of like, here are my weaknesses and show you what I'm struggling with too. And that's why I love CrossFit coaching and even nutrition, because if, if I'm doing it too, we're going to both struggle together mm-hmm. and let's, let's talk about it because getting those out in the open may help you. And it also, the more open you are, it allows for people to potentially open you up to a new viewpoint. So allowing someone else's view of that situation can help you see something that you didn't see yourself. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Of course, you may go down that, you know, you may have a negative person here or there that may kind of skew you and deter you. But overall, allowing for those bumps in the road to occur and being open about it. And like my biggest thing is that I can't help you if you don't tell me. Right. Um, and if, if we're talking about it, then great, we'll, we'll handle that and we'll see how we can combat it. Um, of course, I'm not a counselor by any means. I'm not like a certified um, counselor. But, you know, sometimes friends and acquaintances make the best counselors. And no one's going to judge you if you just kind of open up and bring forth what challenges going down. And, and knowing that um, one of the biggest things with my mental aspect of all the, the pain that I've gone through is, I always try to remember that there's always someone suffering worse than me. And I have so much to be grateful for right now. And even when I'm in my worst pain, I think about the things that I'm doing. So even when I had stomach pain, I was like, okay, I'm breathing. I can see color. I can talk. Maybe not well, but I can talk. You know, I can I can still move and I know it's going to pass. And I hold on to that. And that allows me to hold on to the strength that, okay, I got one more day. God gave me another day to touch someone, to help someone, to push a little bit more. Um, And I know that I'm going to motivate someone. Um, One of my biggest things that I would say is if you have gone through any sort of struggle in your life, God has empowered you to now help someone else. Yes. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is the most true thing ever. And I, just by you even saying like, I looked at it in terms of I'm breathing, I can see color and do that kind of stuff. Like, that truly makes a person happy and like acknowledging those things. And so Jenna and I have been really trying to like at the end of the night, just like sitting down and saying like, what went well today? What was like some positive things that happened? What do we have that we're grateful for? And it's funny because I, we all get caught up in the headspace of, you know, well, when I attain this, I will be happy. And I catch myself doing that. Like, well, when I get this thing, I will promise I'll be a lot more happy and less stressed. And if you're not happy right now, getting that thing is not going to make you happier. Like it's, you're going to be in the same space. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. because once you hit that goal, you're going to want something more. Mm-hmm. And those, your goals keep changing. There's so much scientific research on that too, by the way, like in the workplace where like on goal setting and all of that, like you have to be happy in the moment and you've got to figure out how to do that. And yep. gratitude is huge. Huge. Yeah. And I find I mean, nighttime, I'm, it's better. Because I'm, I'm HR. So I have the psychology of, the, of like that mental of like what drives people. And that is, is, it's constantly evolving. And I'll give you a short story on myself. So even when it came to growing up, I was always happy, like I said before in previous um, review. And I was like 
borderline 190 at my heaviest. And I would sit in bed and I would pray to God that he could make me thinner or at least make me stop eating because I wanted to be thin. And I just wanted like 20 pounds and I knew I would be happy or so I thought. Mm -hmm. Right. I lost that 20 pounds. And then I was still sitting there saying, oh my God, I'm still ugly. I'm still fat. I need, I need more. I dropped another 20 pounds and I was still in the same mindset of, oh my God, I need to be thinner and more cut and more leaner and prettier. I got to the point where I was like 117, which is very, very, I mean, granted, gaunt, bad, unhealthy, extremely bad, very sick. Still saying I need to lose more weight. Oh my God, my thighs are too big. My stomach's not the way I want it to look. You're going to always have that. You're going to have those, those aspects in your mind whether you hit one level or another, it's just ensuring that you're finding your true happiness and what you feel good and listening to the other people and having those support systems around you to ensure that you can do it. Um, and one of my things is especially I've dealt with um, people who say they don't have that uh, support system. So they don't have a mom or a dad or a spouse or whatever. My biggest thing is I, I'm a firm believer that God gives you the people in your life. Now they may not necessarily have that title of mom or title of dad, but they're going to put those, he's going to put those people in your life, whether it's a friend that acts like a mom um, and that he's going to have those there, but it's our duty to have our eyes open to those relationships and be ready and to accept them mm-hmm. and, and acknowledge when they need to be there um, and come forth into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on the, when you talk about the, how you're feeling the grateful aspect, my weekly check-ins with all my clients, I have three questions at the bottom. And my last question is what was the greatest thing that happened to you this week? Mm-hmm. Cause I want to know like, what was the good things? And it's more not me to know it's that reflection that they're taking in themselves mm-hmm. to say, Oh yeah, let me take a second. Yeah. yeah. I remember the good stuff that came on. Well, and, right. And those are the, those are the things that, especially those memories that you may forget or, you know, you had a, a nice dinner with a friend and you brought up high school memories and like remembering those good little mm-hmm. conversations are, that's what keeps you going. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I think too, especially as women, I think we can be so hard on ourselves. I know, I mean, I have a to-do list every day and I don't think it's ever gotten done. I don't think there's ever a day that I have done everything on that damn list. But you can get to that headspace where you really beat yourself up for that or or you can take time at the end of the night and say, okay, you know, maybe I didn't get everything done, but this is what I did do and this is what was great and I'm proud of that. And I think just by saying that and changing your mindset can change your entire life. Yeah. Totally agree. And and knowing that it's okay to be down and low too. Like it's okay to have those bad days. Um, Or even if you have a grieving, um, I was really close with my grandparents. They were my best friends and they pretty much grew me up as well. Um, And when they passed away, like my husband was big on this. He was like, feel the pain, cry it out, like really get into the pain, but don't go back to it. So once you come out of it, we're not going back. I love um, that. And just always one step in front of the other. And then like for me, I mean, I, there was hours of just severe pain and trying to battle school with it and, and, you know, trying to do it all on my own. Um, but I got to a point where I, I couldn't and I leveraged the resources out there. Um, I'm, I consider myself a smart individual and a strong person. You know, I have goals and I'm going to achieve things and I'm going to help people. And that's my purpose. 
but I know I can't do it alone. And Baylor was a really, had a wonderful program for, they classified it as disability, which I don't like that word because I think we all have some sort of disability. It's just in its own way. Totally. Um, and that we don't need to label anyone, even if it's mental, physical, all of that. Um, but they have a program to help assist with, if you need a little bit of assistance just to have a longer on your test or if you have an unexcused absence, it's okay. You know, the things that kind of go outside that norm um, to help people who are going through pain. Um, and almost everyone has that, even in the workplace, that, you know, their manager may be able to work with your schedule a little bit different to modify. Um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and, and ask for those things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're stupid or incapable or no. not worthy or less of a human being. You're actually stronger than most by actually asking for help and, and coming out for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually heard that just reminds me of a, a quote that I shared with the, the team of girls that we work with. Um, we were at our national convention a couple weeks ago, and one of the top leaders was saying that she was just in a rut and was being super hard, hard on herself and in this valley. And she said, you know, I got through that because I just reminded myself like, being in that valley doesn't make you less of, of a leader, less of a person, less qualified, less of anything. It makes you human. And I felt like that just, that hit home to me because we are, we're all human. And I think the more open, the more vulnerable we can be with each other, that's going to help everybody grow. Mm -hmm. 100%. And find the thing that kind of gets you out of it too. So like my thing growing up was always, um, either drawing or nature. So I'm like a big, like, I just love being in nature. That's when I also feel like I can see clearly, um, more or less is just walking in nature. Um, and so I'll do that. If I'm really in a rut, I will just walk. Mm -hmm. I've actually been doing this this week. Um, I wake up and I go for like a 20 minute walk just down my street. I put my headphones in to listen to a podcast and every time I come into the house and I realize I never even turned on the podcast. Like I just had my headphones in and I was just like in my head in the zone, just listening I, to nothing. I yeah. love that. Sometimes like you that need too. that. Yeah. Oh, it's so needed. And some people it's, you know, their dog and they just need to be hugged by the dog. Great to do that. Maybe it's, um, you know, going and doing an art class. If you're more of a creative side or writing, you know, Finding what you love and maybe what you love cannot, you know, correlate to a full career and that's okay. Um, but just having that avenue so that, you know, if it gets really down and you're in a really bad place, okay, pause, let me go do that right now. And you put that on a top priority to, to get out there and, and do whatever, you know, makes you feel good, um, to help be a good reset. Yeah. And I would even say like, since I went through like the postpartum depression deal and we're trying to have another baby, I was talking to my husband about it the other day and he's like all excited and I'm kind of not like really. And so I am just like, I'm just really scared. Like I don't want to go through that again. And, but the good thing is, is I talked to him about like, well, I'm going to tell you everything that makes me happy and tell you like my triggers of like what gets me out of things. And then also tell like just people around me like, okay, I do a real, I get a lot happier if I'm outside or if I go on a drive somewhere, like go to my parents' house. Cause that like brings back like good memories and things like that. So like even telling people that are close to you, like, Hey, I know how I get in this certain situation. So like 
here's the things like even write it down. Like this is what gets me in a good mood. So that when they're sitting there feeling like, like I feel bad for my husband, you know, I feel guilty because I am like a psycho and depressed and crying all the time. And he doesn't know what to do. And so like writing these things down and just saying like, just pick one of these things and make me go do it. And it'll be way better. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing is like expectation too. Like everyone has expectation and you only know yours. Yeah. No one else is going to be able to read your mind. That is so true. If, yes. if you don't say it out loud, then you can't expect it to come back to you um, right? because no one can, can hear you. Um, so I'm, I'm big and that's also kind of with marriage too. And we've, me and my husband certainly have leveraged that as well. Of If I want something, I'm going to say like, this is what I'm like, what right. I need um, and how I view it. And two, even if maybe they do something and it's different than what you thought, understanding how they're feeling too. And, and seeing like, Hey, well, I said this, he thought that his answer to that was this, but it was way off. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with, you know, diet too. You need trial and error. You figure out what kind of works and um, go from there, but don't be defeated when it doesn't work. Just know, right. okay, it just changed the, the route. And now I'm on a different path and that's okay. Yes. I love, love that. Love it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up because we are hitting our limit on our recording, (laughs) but we really appreciate you getting on with us. And it's just crazy that we met like a few, like a month or so ago, and we've only chatted a few times. And I just feel like we know each other so well. And I want to come visit you at some point. I know. (laughs) Really bad. Yes, for sure. So thank you so much for being on. Um, If you guys have any questions, we said in our last, um, episode we gave uh melanie's website out we'll give that out again it's www.lifeofpowpow.com it's launching september 1st um 2019 so she's really going to be covering living with disease and pain management health wellness all of that kind of stuff so you can definitely visit or you can contact her on instagram um her instagram handle is at melanie faulkner with three r's we'll put it in the podcast notes too so that you guys can can go check her out and follow her and on her journey. Yeah. So all yeah, right. don't hesitate to message me, DM me. Um, I'm open to talk to anyone. FaceTime. I do lots of FaceTime with people outside of just Texas too. Um, happy to talk with anyone and just reach out to me. Amazing. Thank all right, you. girl. Thanks. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Okay. This is great. <laughs>